Drop Bar Texas is brought to you by Jack Rue. Support the podcast by ordering your very own Drop Bar Texas kit by Jack Rue through the team store linked in the show notes. You can also go to jackrue.com, go to team stores, and search Drop Bar Texas. Thank you. Hello and welcome to Drop Bar Texas, a podcast about cycling in Texas. Do you know the saying, if you don't like the weather in Texas, just wait a minute, it will change. Well, the other night, I was determined to ride the UBG Wednesday night ride. As I ride over after work, I was lamenting how hot it was. Then, I saw the dark clouds in the distance. Was it going to rain on this ride? Sure enough, that's what it did. But not just rain, torrential wind maybe some hail definitely lightning it was certainly one of my most questionable decisions to ride but I wasn't alone there were some others that chose to do it as well not the full route mind you just a downtown out and back since we were already there it was stupidly glorious all in my ride was about eight miles in that mess Far shorter than the 25 to 30 I was planning, but still epic nonetheless. Some may say we're idiots for doing what others wouldn't, but isn't that why we ride anyway? It's why we wear Lycra? Why we attempt 100 miles in four hours? And yes, even why we might say yes to a ride in a severe thunderstorm. To tell the story later and to say we did it when others wouldn't. All that brings me to today's guest, Andy Hollinger. Andy's ridden, he's raced, and he's put on the Fort Hood Challenge, a.k.a. the State Road Championship, for over a decade. This year's theme for Fort Hood is it's going to be epic. So let's hear more on why that's true. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. How are you doing? Uh, I, uh usually take my morning walk while it's still in the 80s so <laughs> I, uh, I stopped today the uh it's ridiculous we've had what 40 some days above triple digits yeah it's it's been it's been a blistering summer so far i've got to uh when the when it gets down to be reasonable i've got to clean the pool filter and do sorts of outside chores that i can't do <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. My my wife gave me a look the other day because I guess they were trying to con- convince my uh, uh, my father in law to get a get a pool installed. At, no, no. Uh, no, no, at their, no, at their house. No, no. I was like, you know, I've heard it's I've heard it's just a big money trap, and uh, so you spend all your time cleaning. As <laughs> I like, went down this hall, and he was just like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that then. And, and they're like, thanks, Paul. It's like. No, I will tell anybody. I, uh, we moved here from California 35, 36 years ago. Mm-hmm. And we were in a, what, 1,200 foot uh, zero lot line condominium sort of thing. And I traded it even for the house value for, you know, 2,400 square foot nice house in a good neighborhood and everything. Shoot it. Um, and we had a pool and we were so excited 
because we had a pool. And I think my son, who is now 40, he was five at the time. He played in it for a while and then it lost cool. The only thing it is, it's decent for having parties for teenagers. And that's not mm-hmm. a good thing anyway. Uh, but it's really useless. Our dog swims in the pool more than anybody else. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's a money trap. It's, it's worse, than, worse than a house. If you think about your house and how much money you spend on it every year, I have friends that are, you know, dinks, double income, no kids, uh, that rented in Dallas. Kind of a nice, well, it wasn't a, it was a uh, an apartment in a in a complex, if you will. And he's money ahead. He's money ahead. He uh, never has to do the maintenance. He doesn't own a lawnmower. He, uh, you know, when they want to paint the interior, they can. They don't have to worry about painting the exterior. The roof gets fixed by somebody else. Mm-hmm. All the things of modern life. <laughs> the race. Bicycling. Yeah. I mean, we have an hour and a half or so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Um... Well, I mean, before we get into that, did, did you watch any of the uh, any any of the the tour or or most recently this week the this last week the tour de the tour de France Women's. Yeah, yeah, I mean that was, that was some fantastic I didn't watch racing. Anything. I, I you know I followed it on Facebook, if you will, mm-hmm. from some of the people that we know that are in it, and uh, both the tour and this year was supposedly just great. Um, I uh, I didn't get to watch any of the action except what was film clips on Facebook and stuff. Uh, but it was it, European cycling seems to be still up there. I mean, it's just, it's for, for the women's tour to come back. Cause I'm old enough to remember when it was run before. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Jeannie Longo that just kept winning it every year. Um, but, you know, to have a local in the tour was kind of cool. <laughs> and you see pictures every day and she'd re- write her race reports and stuff. And she does a lot of work for her sponsor. Uh, same as uh, uh, Lord Stevens. They do a lot of work for their sponsor. And, you know, she's had a great year. And uh, I don't know why Lauren wasn't on the team. I don't remember why on the tour team, she was mm-hmm. doing stuff here, but you know, it's just amazing. Uh, European racing seems to be back to before the uh, COVID, but uh, United States racing certainly isn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ho- hopefully, it's getting there though. I mean, I saw there there was some. Um, I think, but Nielsen Prowse was was uh, looked like he had a pretty good showing in GC in the top twenty, I think, and then uh, you know, then there were, there were several American women in in the race. Uh, so that, and, and it was an exciting, it was exciting to watch the racing that, that was going on. Um, I, I watched, I would watch it later in the evening, uh, while doing things here at the house and, and, uh, yeah, the only part was like Mary, it looked like Marion Voss was going to, uh, kind of dominate it early on, but then it, uh, those last two days, you know, when Van Vluten took, took it over and, and defended yesterday. I mean, that, that was, that was nice to watch. No, it's, it was it's, exciting. It's fun when they race. Mm-hmm. Lance killed my enjoyment because basically 
everybody raced not to lose. Mm-hmm. Nobody really attacked Lance, really. And then after Lance, it got crazy. Um, no, I don't think we're ever going to lose the stain. It's not that Lance was the only doper. Lance was the only aggressive person that fought the doping. And uh, that's going to hurt American cycling. I think that the inability for it to get normal TV, what what did you use to watch the the tour? Uh, Peacock. Yeah. So uh, the nice thing, I mean, with, because I don't have... um traditional cable yeah yeah everybody using streaming now yeah i've i've got uh, but i don't the nice thing is so i've since my cable or my uh internet rather my internet is still through comcast and because i still have internet through comcast and the you know they give me a little flex stream box as part of my uh internet thing or whatever because i've got that i have free streaming of peacock otherwise i'd have to pay for peacock which still wasn't too bad i think it was now did they do like five dollars a month or something like that they do uh did they well those with all this you know my family all the little five dollars add up we pay oh yeah we pay for all this other stuff but the um did they have the whole tour did they have the whole stage yeah yeah you could watch um i mean it was pretty close to the whole stage. I mean, it, it was like four hours chunks, you know, uh, each day. So, yeah, you, when they, Who do they they'd log on, you know, they, they'd show a recap of the neutral start and everything. And, and then it jumped fast forward about, you know, 30K or whatever, wherever they were at that point. And you could watch the, the rest of it. And then uh, with, the, with the, the men's tour, there'd be also like a, in the afternoon or, or early evening there, they would have uploaded a, uh, like a extended highlights, like 30 to 45 minute highlights, uh, show. And then uh, that you could watch if you wanted to get a condensed cool. version. And then with the, on the women's, it was, um, it was usually like a three hour, uh, uh, show. Uh, without day. Paul Sherwin there, he, he's his last tour, right? Paul Sherwin. Um, Maybe he was. Uh, he re- this was his fiftieth. This was his fiftieth year, sure. and so he was still on there with Bob uh, Roll. Bob Rolls. But um, but yeah, but I I don't I don't remember if there was mention that this would be his last one or not. But I, I know I, I know they were was. celebrating fiftieth. So. Yeah, but it's it's uh, he's good, but uh, you know it's just a, a question of time and. Uh, you know, I've been working on this race for months, trying to make sure that I can get it done. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the uh, the flyer that's been publicized, I have a whole new bunch of new sponsors. And, you know, I put the call out there with an email and, and lots of people came through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even Violent Crown, Violent Cl- uh, Crown, uh, came through with a major sponsorship, which I truly appreciate. Um, we are, you know, this is a, such an expensive race to run and to run correctly. And by correctly, I mean, you know, like you said, you've been watching the European races. This truly is the most European race 
we have in Texas. I mean, it's a long loop, 33 miles, which nobody has. Um, it's at separate categories, which again, nobody has. Um, now I was the uh, chief ref last year for the Hotter Than Hell race. And we had uh, smaller USAC racers at Hotter Than Hell than we had on either day of our race. So it's going to be interesting. It's, a, you know, the, to get all the volunteers together, to get the wheel trucks together, to get the, the, the uh, officials together to run a tight ship so that we can fit within the uh, Army's guidelines is uh, it's expensive to do. And all of our volunteers are paid. Um, certainly probably not hourly. They probably don't get what you should be getting, but you know, they're paid. It's, it's very, and so the sponsorship from the community was very important. Very important. The uh, new people stepped up. It's still hard, you know, without Texbro, I have to buy jerseys. USAC doesn't provide medals anymore. Um, I have to provide the finish line, which Texbro used to provide. Uh, so it's, it's really catches, catch can and putting it together. It's a massive piece of work. We're meeting with the, uh, the high school group tonight to finish up our, our negotiations with them, how they're going to provide it. Uh, the, the, the driving and the, the hand-ups um, and uh, that comes at a cost. I mean, porta-potties, my God, we've got 10 and it's serviced every day. The tenting is several thousands of dollars. Um, it just is what it is. Yeah. The, uh, you know, it, it's been tough because there is no road season anymore. There's a couple of people putting on road events. The driveway isn't there anymore, uh, which was a big deal because it kept the, the idea of road cycling alive. Um, and road cycling in Texas has changed its nature. The, the growth, the suburban growth in, in Texas has finally caught up and the traffic is miserable everywhere. Uh, I used to, when I moved here 35 years ago, I was two traffic, two traffic lights from the prairie. Now I have uh, my 70 mile ride that I used to take, which I no longer do uh, through health reasons. But the idea of the 70 mile ride I did is all suburban. There are houses on either side of the road for the whole ride. And uh, that's a little scary. And it, it just is. So, you know, gravel took off this last couple of years and those are rallies, take very little support to do those. Uh, I think the biggest thing is trying to find the, the right roads to do it. Um, and, uh, you know, we have the whole rally season, which has come back in, in, in spades. That's done very well coming back from the, the uh, COVID, uh, you know, uh, pandemic. Says, uh, they've come back and done very well. So the question is, is whether or not we can do this with a USAC race. Uh, the USAC has shrunk. Uh, staff members are, they're on a skeleton crew. So just getting help, I've got a call today to get help to get the thing finally through all the, all the hoops. Mm -hmm. So to get it 
sanctioned. Um, and their insurance has gone way up. And uh, it's, it's, it's an expensive race. Now, what we did this year is we, we increased the price by $5, which I don't think is too much. But it's still more than twice what it was when it started 15, 14 years ago. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, uh, you know, we used to, those were the days 15 years ago, 30, $30 race was what you paid. Now there's no such thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember those days when, when I uh, started racing, it was, yeah, you know, 20, 25 bucks for a race. You go do a crit for 10 bucks, I think, or something like that when I first started, but you, you know, I mean, uh, I, I'll, yeah, I'm guilty of, of complaining, you know, from time to time about, uh, about the increased prices, but then, you know, I think about it too. It's like, you know, my, my, you know, my, my, my race bike is, uh, yeah. you know, is it, is it, is it $3,500 steed, you know, versus, uh, you know, what my first rose, road bike was back then was i think i paid her like twelve hundred dollars or something so i mean my full can't be equipped <laughs> my full can't be equipped with campy hubs with campy hubs um was uh twenty five hundred dollars and that was considered to be you know how how could you spend that much and now you can't get a set of wheels for twenty five hundred dollars i mean it's right. crazy yeah. look for the top of my coffee there it is the uh this is not to keep it warm it just keeps it from spilling the uh you know it is uh, and and you know moots is of course now everybody's gonna have disc brakes yeah. which complicates everything because before you could carry your bikes from bike to bike uh, your wheels from bike to bike mm -hmm. and i have an investment in wheels so i can't get disc brakes yeah because my investment in wheels alone is just too much Mm -hmm. uh, and I still don't see the reason for it, but it is, you know, it's kind of, we didn't see the reason for handlebar shifting either. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you ever need more than five speeds? You know, <laughs> and now there's 12s. Um, well, 13, I think on campy now. Yeah. yeah it's up, I'm, <laughs> I stopped at 11, I have an 11 speed campy. Uh, you know, that gives me all the gears I want. And I start with a 12. Uh, I'm getting old enough that I'm probably going to start with a 13. Mm -hmm. When I get back to riding, um, I will get back to riding this fall. I may only be around the neighborhood, but we'll get back. After the, uh, the health crisis of 2021, uh, it's, it's a question of getting my lungs and my equilibrium uh, back. Mm -hmm. And uh, the uh, I go to the lung doctor tomorrow, but the uh, it's been hard. Uh, the biggest problem, of course, is that after you stop cycling, you got to stop eating like a cyclist, and I didn't do that, <laughs> so yeah. I've got a lot of weight to lose. Um, but the race, you know, racing in Texas right now is with the demise of Texper, which is now what two years, three years ago. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. There's no organization. I mean, and some of the promoters that have put on races, you know, it's independent. It's like the days before Texture. Everybody does mm -hmm. what they want to do. And, you know, events are sometimes run well, sometimes not run so well. 
and there's it's it's not organized. Taxpayer originally started out as an organization of promoters. And it was we taxed ourselves to put on consistent race categories and consistent, you know, points, if you will. And uh, you know, that ran its course. It was 15 years. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, it ran its course. And uh without any coordination now, I mean, was Alex Ventoya puts on a couple events here and there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're run at one level of racing and hotter hell is going to go this year. Um, I don't know if they're going to, you know, I'm not involved in the planning there this year. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's back to the old days. And with the growth of gravel, which is really a rally with money. Um, I mean, cause they're, they're, they don't, they have categories of finishers, not categories of waves, if you will. Yeah. Um, the, uh, you know, it's a lot for the promoters, it's a lot easier uh, because of the, the less involved they are with the course and all that good stuff. But, uh, you know, cycling is it's just morphing. I think it's changing. I think there's still a place for road cycling. I hope there is. We'll find out. Um, you know, this isn't a big corporation. There's a bunch of people that came to help me with some sponsorship. Uh, but even that is, you know, sponsorship is down by more than 50%. And if the sponsorship is down by 50%, the gate has to come up. Yeah. Uh, but the bicycling business has hit a, uh, it's morphing too. I mean, if you look at the expansion of Trek and Specialized, they own everything. Yeah, the independent bike shop is is a rarity now, and um, it's morphing. Yeah, yeah, it it certainly is. You know, um, yeah, and I, I I like going to the independent bike shops, um, but there's also I don't know there's there's also a uh, a level of uh, confidence too. I mean, there, you know, there's a trick bike right around the corner for me. And I, uh, so I, you know, I've gone, I've gone there a few times for different things and uh, service is still good. You know, I mean, it, it's you know, some of the same crew from, from bike barn when they changed over and this and that. And so, um, you know, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I also still try, I, I try to spread my business if you will, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'll go to I'll go to Shama for some things, you know, go to uh Urban Bike Gallery here for some things. I don't know what Urban and Bike Gallery is, is, but Phil Shama is a, he's a he's one of the guys that have made the boutique work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I remember when he first started out, you know, his his he had a couch and a workbench. And uh you know, he's built a business of, of really cool bicycles, well fit. Yeah. Um the uh but you know i miss the people i certainly miss the people um bike um bike mart has stepped up it's still an independent shop and they stepped up with the, being the main sponsor what he still believes in racing his son's in racing um my daughter works for trek and she worked for trek in new york city and she works for trek here um and, uh, you know, it's corporatized, which is good news and bad news. Mm-hmm. You know, the good news is they get real benefits and they get 
consistent pay and they have procedures of management that in a small shop you don't get. But the other part is corporatized. Yeah. What brand do you get at Trek? Oh, <laughs> Trek. <laughs> what brand do you get at Specialized? Oh, Specialized. You know, and uh, it's like here in DFW, you've got um, uh, Mad Duck that carries the moots and they carry moots. And when the new Envy uh, came out, they had a new Envy, which looks like a really slick bicycle. Um, you know, and but there, there's the rarities and you have to kind of look for them. Um, but it's, you know, it's again, it's a transition. You know, this country used to have bookshops in every community. Now we don't. Yeah. There are no bookstores left. Even if you look at the places that are that sell books, they sell so many more things than books. But then again, America's reading has changed. I'm one of the old guys that still reads paper. Um, and my house shows it. It's just book after book after book. But nowadays, people read it magnetically. And you buy your books from Amazon. The Amazon driver knows my dogs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's here so much. But the, uh, it, we're going through a big change. And I'm hoping that this, uh, this road race really is a, a welcome, you know, blast from the past, if you will. Uh, if we get enough people, we'll have the separate packs. We'll have officials and motos. And, you know, where else do you have a moto, moto with a, the, uh, you know, Lee, Lee McDaniels was on, on the moto taking pictures of the, the uh, pelotons. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the old days, the road race was you and the peloton and the topography. And it wasn't 35 trips around, you know, a six mile, whatever. Uh, it was old, long road, long loop road races. And uh, we'll see if it still has enough draw in Texas to, to, uh, to make it work. Yeah, because this is, this is what, uh, year 13? At the, at 14. 14. 14. Yeah, last year was 12 plus 1. Okay. Um, you didn't you didn't turn it upside down. You just did the twelve no, no. one last year. <laughs> we uh, it was pandemic. It was pan epic rather than pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, we didn't have it for the for twenty twenty. It bagged out. But this will be the fourteenth year at Fort Hood. Now the state championship was at Coppers Cove before that mm -hmm. for four or five years, and I started looking at my jerseys in my closet because I've kept the state championship jersey from each one. And I have something like 18 jerseys. Now I can't fit into the ones I used to get. And now I just take the last XX L uh, that we get. Uh, we will have jerseys to give this year. Uh, this concept of having to buy a winner's jersey doesn't seem to be. Well, it, it's frankly part of the economics. Uh, we'll have medals and we'll have our trophies five deep as we always have. Um, but the the it, yeah it's changed and whether or not it's still in fashion i don't know we've combined the p12 there's no longer a, you, we combined it last year out of necessity we combined it this year on the uh on the uh flyer mm -hmm. uh because there's just not enough people i mean if you a, a p1 pack of 15 guys 20 guys is not like 
a P12 pack with 70 guys. Uh, and uh, there's not enough races to differentiate that. So we put that together. Um, if the women's three has enough people, they will have a separate start. Um, but other than that, we've kept it more or less the same. Uh, we've taken out the, uh, the categories for under 40 championships on the age group, but we have a one, two, three race and a three, four, five race that's non-championship for people on Sunday. And we put in a women's non-championship race, women's open on Sunday as well. Uh, hoping to get the people to, who are not old enough to race in the master's group. Uh, I'll race to do on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, purses are not what they used to be because they're not what they used to be. I think we're offering us, we're offering a thousand for the men, a thousand for the women. And, uh, on Sunday we're if we get numbers, we're offering a thousand for the men and a thousand for the women. If, but Sunday's is not a guaranteed it's, it's a numbers driven thing. Mm -hmm. uh, on, on, uh, Saturday at the age, the, uh, skill base, the winner will get $500. The second place will get $300 and third place will get $200. Um, but the days where, you know, it was a $10,000 purse, they're gone. <laughs> um, I don't know how much purses drive attendance anyway. So, you know, it's always been a debate. I think you have to offer some purse. Mm -hmm. but you know, it's the glory of winning bragging rights and, uh, you know, cat three and below get, don't get money anymore. So the, uh, it is what it is. The, uh, the racing though, last year, the cat threes and the cat fours stepped up to it. We got a lot of women, uh, this year, we're hoping we have enough women to divide the fours and the fives. Um, last year we combined them. We recognize them separately. But the thrill of riding in a big pack is what I'm trying to do. Mm -hmm. um, I remember when I was racing, and I raced well past downshifter times. You know, when we had the, the total shifter, you know, five speeds. I was racing when we had nine. And on the handlebars, I had <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, to be in a pack at 50 or 60 people changes everything. You know, because it really is a peloton that has its own mind and breaks form and people bridge up to the brake and the brake extends and the pack, you know, let them go, let them go, or their teammates come up and block. And it's like you're all racing and you got, you don't have mountains, but I've got a 2,500 foot climb um, on the backside of the course. It seems like a mountain, uh, but, uh, and there's 50 mile an hour descents. And uh, so, you know, it's, it's very Euro in that sense. You get the whole road, which, um, you know, I've talked to other people have talked to me about promoting or managing road races, and I'm not doing any yellow line roads anymore. There's too much traffic around that, it, that, that it's just a, a fatal accident waiting to happen. Because even when you have tight yellow line control, it you know it there are people that wander over and wander back corners. Of course, people go fast, yeah. and unless you can close the road, it's just not a good thing. Yeah. But this is closed roads, and it's all paved. There's no chip seal, which is really nice, really nice. 
And as long as our foreign policy stays stable, we're going to have a race. Yeah. I mean, they are, you know, there are enough units at the Fort Hood that if they, if, if they start mobilizing forces for something in Europe or Asia, you know, that's the only thing that can cancel the race. And you can't buy insurance for that. That's, that's <laughs> something you can't buy insurance for. But, you know, we've had heat, we've had rain, uh, we've had a nice cool days. And who knows? September 24th, 25th is a week later than it normally is. Um, so uh, we got a, a chance, a little cooler weather. So hopefully that will help. Um, and we've staged the entry price. If you make your decision in, in August, you'll get one price. If you wait till September, the price starts to go up considerably. And if you wait to be on site, um, you're going to lose $100. And, uh, to so be on site. <laughs> Have you, um, so when, when we were planning our wedding, and this was this wasn't too long ago. I mean, this was like, I guess uh, eight years ago, but um, you know we st- we looked at we still looked at the almanac to see what the weather might be like. Do, do you look at the almanac at, at all? I know that the military chooses your your weekend. The military chooses my weekend, <laughs> so there's there's no you know because I've had people. Why don't you have this March? Well, you still have the season of hope going, you know, because everybody trains all winter, and up until March, people still think they have a season. And I said, you know, I'd love to, because March at, at Copper's Cove and the Fort Hood would be just, it'd be nice. But no, we get the weekend the Army gives us. I mean, we don't, we don't even ask anymore. It's a, you know, it's, it's like, uh, we're just glad that they give us uh, a slot on, on the uh, calendar next year. You know, it's like, thank you. And, you know, they've been very good for us. They've been kind of a good and they've interrupted training and they, you know, we play cat and mouse with some training uh, tanks and stuff, but that's part of the fun of the race. Yeah. I mean, we had a whole battalion of Bradleys. Was it last year? Maybe it was the year before. But anyway, the Bradleys were out training and they were told you will not change. You're not, here are the only places you can cross the road in the course of you know, you'd be going and Bradley would go along and then as soon as the Pagleton was out, they'd cross the road. And, uh, you know, it's kind of cool. One year we had helicopters and, you know, it, there's artillery going overhead, that, you know, that is, that shakes some people up. Um, but the sideshow is part of the deal. It's, uh, it's interesting. Um, and, uh, you know, it's always a game. It's always... What is the army doing? What is the foreign policy? We have missed shutdowns every year by a couple of weeks uh, for one reason or another. Um, and then of course, one year they decided they were gonna uh, fix the bridges. And so we had to have an out and back loop, which scared me, but it worked out great. It worked out just great. People had a good time and you know, racing. The one thing I will try to do is I walk through the payload to starting groups every year and I see guys with one bottle and I said, what are you doing? <laughs> well, there's a feed zone on the, you know, just 12 miles up the road. I said, it's 95. You need more than one bottle. And sure enough, we're taking those people home in the truck. You know, it's yeah. crazy. And every year, the 70 plus says, well, we need our own start. I go, Jesus. Oh, really? 
and uh, they get their own start. But you know, we've taken a couple back, a couple of those guys back in the truck too. But uh, what's amazing is the size of the sixty plus and the seventy plus. I don't know how many states give a seventy plus trophies and stuff, but we have people wanting a seventy five and eighty group now. And I had to put my foot down. We're not having an 80 plus start. We're just not, um, you know, just hand Fred the, uh, the metal and let's be on with it. And Fred will be there. Um, he tells me he will anyway, God willing. Uh, and, uh, you know, we have a lot of guys that are in the sixties and seventies and that's scary because they're the people I raced with when they, uh, in our forties, the 35 plus was the master's group. Now they're the boys. The uh, it's sending out, you know, some of the people who've had health issues, and uh, it's just part of aging. The, uh, but it's it's interesting. I'm hoping to get you know the 40s and the 50s because it's the only race where they they race separately. The 60s will have a separate start, and they're the only race. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's the only race that basically has those categories, other than simply scoring. Um, it's numbers, no chips old school you know don't yeah. crumple your numbers <laughs> um, don't crumple your numbers uh, which probably if there's going to be a tagline to my entrance to bicycle racing it's going to be don't crumple your numbers yeah yeah people if, remember if, that from me if if you're listening zach ross you know, yeah zach raced for um uh raced for me when when i managed the houston community college uh, uh team and uh, there, there was a race out in, um, I think, Douglasville, Texas, a little stage race out there, like in Atlanta, Texas, that area. Um, and uh, anyway, you, you were the official uh, there. You were the head official there that day. And he crumpled his number, I think, for the, for the time trial. And he wasn't on the list. And when I went, went to talk to you, you were like, oh, that's who that was. Yeah, he was like, uh, I'll give you a new number this time. He's like, but if it's crumpled again tomorrow, he's DQ'd. And so, <laughs> so he was like, well, it's sat flatter. I said, I said, don't, don't crumple it again. We, <laughs> so, so, you know, it's, it's crazy. So, uh, you don't need to crumple but, your numbers. And it's yeah. an old wives tale. Back in the old days when we were racing, you would crumple it up and crumple it up because supposedly it was more arrow, you know, and you, you don't need to do that. <laughs> and it, literally when you're running a camera, the eights, you know, the threes become eights, the sevens become ones. I mean, it just, it just doesn't work that way. And uh, yeah, ha having seen on the camera now, like how it looks, you know, when I've, you know, looked at different things, I was like, yeah, I, I can tell. I'm like, oh, okay. I can, I can see the difference in how, even with a perfectly placed number, it sometimes it can still be difficult to, to see, but that, that camera is well, amazing. Know, just how little people. It. Oh, it is. It's, and, and Bill, who is the camera official that we've always had, and a good friend of mine, and it's scary now. It's been 20 years um, that we've known Bill. Uh, he's amazing. I mean, he, he's just amazing, just stuff. And we, you know, we have our, our results. We've never lost a person on the results. And we've never had to worry about did this chip read or not read. And we're not charging extra money for chips and they get their two numbers. Biggest problem is short people, you know, trying to get that number on and then we've got the pros that you know fold it over so that there's the smallest possible um 
but there's if there's one thing that people remember from me is crumpling the numbers, I guess, because I was always uh, complaining to the racers about that. Um, and in this race, it's important because we got the motos, and motos need the numbers on the side, excuse me, on the back, and the, the camera needs the motors on the side. And uh, it's worthwhile. Uh, and again, it's Carl. You know, we don't have the bicycle numbers, but that's a little much. Uh, and uh, the number company that we used to use, Rainbow, went out of business. They didn't make the pandemic. So we, we got our numbers from a Canadian firm. And uh, they actually col col collate the numbers for us. So we don't have a numbers party in my living room putting the numbers <laughs> together. Um, back when we had five-year divisions, we had to get different color numbers for the 40 to 44, 45 to 49, you know, that sort of thing. And now it's just one, as it should be, uh, just one group. You know, the race is really a pivotal race. It's certainly a pivotal race in my career of bike promoting. I don't know. The USAC is changing so much how, what, you know, and I, I went to USAC this year on a very definite reason to give them, uh, the, give them the business, if you will. And they provide good insurance getting a lot more expensive. Um, but there are promoters that don't use USAC. They get their, their insurance where they get their insurance. We all use the USAC rules, but it is what it is. I mean, mm -hmm. the, uh, the pandemic really hurt the sport and the growth is, is hurt. The growth of Texas has hurt road cycling. Um, the traffic is just crazy. And Tech, Bike Texas has not provided the aggressive leadership in lobbying for safe cohabitation of roads that I'd like to see. Um, and that's, that's another case of politics. You know, it's just, uh, Texas is becoming hard to do this with. And we are a big group of people. And if you look at the race calendar for rallies and, and gravel, it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it gives you a chance to buy new stuff. <laughs> We're talking yesterday with the friends of ours we've known for 20 years that are racers. And I still, the widest tire I've ever, ever ridden is 23. And I've got 20s in my front wheels, you know, back in the old days, <laughs> front wheel. I've got 20s because I've got the tires. I'm not going to go out and buy those tires when I've got them, you know. Yeah. And, and he said, yeah, I know. Now I'm running 28s. And I'm going, how do you get that to work in your brakes? <laughs> You know, I don't think I could do with the moots and the campy. I don't think I can get 28s in there. There's not that much on the distance, you know, but that's when, you know, uh, it's go ebbs and flows. It's kind of like in the old days to get more aerodynamic, you pumped it up to 150 pounds. And now you're running much less, much, much less. And, uh, you know, I don't know what the science says. Science always says something. The science always says buy more or buy differently. <laughs> But uh, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, running. I'm running 25s, uh, tubeless, and uh, but um, yeah, a bottom bracket uh, broke on one of my uh, one of my bikes. So uh, so now I'm looking at you... building up. 
How'd you well, break it, a bottom back, Brad? Well, I, I'm not sure how. It, it's the uh, the and so the the inside the carbon bottom bracket. You know, there's there's an aluminum shell, and that shell is is spinning when they're trying to when they were trying to take the clip the C clips out. Um, it's a it's a BB30, and uh, so. Anyway, yeah, it's not, remember when so, bottom brackets were all you had English, all threaded. And you had Italian, <laughs> you had English, and you had Italian, and then you had the width, and right? Or three widths, right? And that was it. Now, I don't know how many standards there are. I really don't. Yeah. You know, it's 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 crazy. It's, yeah. So so now I'm I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at building up a new bike, and uh, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna build a gravel bike. You know, um, well, an all road because I want to be able to use it for. You know, I'm going to get an aluminum frame and uh, uh, build it up. But um, yeah, looking at using this for commuting and potentially, uh, you know, some gravel riding too, and, and what have you. But uh, yeah, so um, yeah, so I'll, I'll be making my first foray into uh, disc brakes because I mean everything out there is disc. You, you now. have to get disc brakes, yeah. so. So it's like, you know, so I'll be making but my you first can't foray switch into wheels. disc. And, yeah. yeah, you can't switch wheels because they're all a little different. Mm. The, uh, yeah. you know, between makes and stuff, but it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, it's like uh, my electro campy is, is in the shop, needs to be fixed. My regular campy is, is sitting there. But then again, I'm not really putting a lot of pressure on it because I haven't been on the bike. Um, Things have changed, you know, and right now, if I was going to get a bike, I'd get an e-bike for my purposes. Uh, it allowed me to get the distance in without killing myself. And I, I don't have the physical, after my health mishap, I don't have the physical capability to ride the way I used to ride. And that sucked back then too. But the, uh, it's going to be interesting. The race and putting together racing, road racing in Texas is definitely different. So I talk to people from time to time. You know, I talked to Willis and I talked to other people and it's faster. Oh my God, is it faster? And scientific training has truly developed fast people. I mean, in the old days, what was training? Training was the Saturday ride, which wasn't training. It was an unsanctioned race, you know? And now we have real coaches that do scientific training that actually work. You know, it's like we used to joke, the drugs that we get at GNC and the drugs the pros take, the difference is there's work. Um, but I can remember putting GNC stuff in my water bottle. They have it just perfect, you know. Uh, but now it's just the scientific training has done a lot. Uh, when I go out on Saturday morning to drive to various places, there's still groups of four or five guys everywhere mm -hmm. riding. But there's not the pelotons of about 50 or 60 that yeah. we had 20 years ago. Um, and I think part of that is just the traffic and the perception of danger. Frankly, the bigger the group, the safer you are. But the, um, you know, it's tough times and different times. The, uh, but we're all growing up and growing old, too. And, uh, you know, our race has separate junior races, but that's probably the only one. That does. Uh, we're not running the women with the juniors, and the juniors are all running by them, you know, separately. 
which is pretty cool. Um, so it's 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 a difference, and we're gonna the market will determine where the race continues. If we get our you know 350, 400 racers, we've done good. If we get less than 300, it's going to be a lot of pushing things together. Uh, just finding um, the officials is going to be different. The cadre of officials that we had before the pandemic and now are different. Without the racing, people don't renew their license because the first couple of races was how you paid for your license. And Texpro used to pay, if you did 10 races, Texpro would pay for your license. So now even the you know licenses are like 80 bucks and you have to have a background check and you have to go through safe sport training. So there's a lot of people that said, forget it. Because, you know, as a summer job, it's cool. If you can do this every other weekend or every weekend, it pays for itself and it's fun. Yeah. yeah. But we don't have the schedule anymore to support that. So it's going to be interesting. I've got to, uh, I'll be going to Arkansas and Louisiana to get my motos. And uh, we'll see what we can do because that gets expensive as well. Because there's a two-day race. There's a there's the mileage. There's the pay for each day, and there's a money you have to give them for their overnight stay. And uh, you know, I'm probably the biggest customer that uh, Comfort Suites it has. I, I buy enough rooms every year that you know it works out. Um, we've always kept an extra room as well. Because we've had a couple of people that come to the race that sleep in their cars, and uh, and uh, you know there are some people that I just want to come to the race so I can. But it's you know it's 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 getting weird. It's getting weird. And this year I'll be I'll be seventy one. Oh wow! <clears throat> That's scary. My granddaughter came in one day last year and you're see, aging well andy though <laughs> no i'm not well i mean uh, well yeah from the from you, sitting, you, at, you, sitting you, in the you camera still, you still look you still have a youthful appearance and um, well, thank you so yeah uh the last time i was there i had to carry a chair around because sit down sit down <laughs> uh and uh at hotter than hell it was funny because i was gobbling nitroglycerin tablets and uh, <laughs> it's just crazy you don't think of that, um, but the, uh, you know, the, the, everybody's getting older and the group we used to be with every weekend uh, doing the Texas races in North Texas and every once in a while getting down to South Texas because they needed uh, Lauren and myself, they, they don't exist. And some of those officials are A officials or they're doing national events. The guys that stayed in it, some of them aren't officials anymore. So we're going to have to do some work there too. And uh, it works. And that's all part of the USAC. If you don't run your race USAC, it's up to you to decide how you're going to do it. Mm -hmm. And since you have an open road, there is no yellow line to worry about. They're, the follow officials for us keep track of people that have gone off the back. Uh, and uh, frankly, they're there if there's a mishap. 
and the motors are there for the brakes and keep everything together because packs will pass packs. And I've done this before without it, without motos and having a group pass another group is interesting, even with motos. <laughs> yeah. One year at Hotter Than Hell, and this is a long time ago, but the 45s caught the women, one, two, three, whatever it was. And the 45 plus started to pass the women's pack. And then the women's pack said, no, you don't. And they, so we were on the, outside lane they were on the inside lane racing for at least five or six <laughs> miles and the officials were going no you say man you should be no you're just racing nobody wanted to get let the other person ahead um but it was uh you know when without motos that's impossible and so we uh we hire a bunch of motos and again that's part of the idea of having a moto going up to the brake and saying you've got 45 seconds or you've got a minute and a half or whatever it is and, you know, having been there where the moto comes up and talks to you is, is pretty cool. And it's, it's, as, it's as Euro as we can get, you know, uh, having a photographer come in and weave around taking pictures of people. And I give all those pictures away and then I don't sell them or anything. And we, you know, we pay him. But the, the idea of, uh, that's Euro, you know? Yeah. And the fact that if you have a two-lap race, 66 miles you only pass the finish line once and you only pass the the, uh, the parking lot once you see if you pass that parking lot a lot if you're off the back it's real easy to, to cruise into the parking lot but if you're still with the pack in the first lap you're not gonna i mean you're committed to the second lap whether or not you're on the on the group or not uh you know, the other thing that we've been blessed with, and this really is a gift from God, is that uh, it's been a very safe race. We haven't transported anybody in a decade. Um, actually, it's been more than that. And uh, like I said, we've been blessed. And when you think about 50 Cat 5s going down some of those descents, it's <laughs> But the, uh, we've been blessed. And that's part of that is that the road is so wide that if you're nervous in the group, there's a place to go where you can be by yourself. Um, you can be off the back a little bit and catch up. Um, and the climbs separate the packs pretty well, the younger packs pretty well. Um, so it's a, it's an aggressive race. And uh, back when we used to give lap creams of money, there'd be people that race the first lap and now they drop out because all they wanted was the uh, the preem, but we don't do that anymore. The uh, and that's one of the reasons we don't because people would blow themselves out on the first lap. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's kind of like we're everything's still the same, but we've got some interesting innovations. Mm -hmm. The races on the second day that are non championship races are an attempt to get everybody to stay for two days. We've negotiated the prices of the the you can't find a $75 motel room anywhere. Uh, it's not like how in hell were you paying mega bucks? Um, you know, our second race is 40 bucks. So if you race both days, you're in general, you're paying a hundred bucks to 110 bucks for two days racing, which is still a good price. Um, we charge the juniors less, much less. Um, but it's still, uh, still a good day. And 
there's a feed zone experience for the, 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 the support people. It's a real feed zone. You know, when the people come by, they're handing up bottles and everything. And it's, uh, you know, it's once a lap there. And then we have the high schoolers on the opposite side. Of course, if it rains, nobody takes bottles. If it rains and cold, all the water <laughs> I bought is it's just going somewhere else. Uh, crazy water is has given us a bunch of water again this year, which is good. Uh, but I've got to underline, people have to bring everything they need. I will have enough toilet paper. I guarantee that. But outside of that, you you know, we'll have water there. But if you need more than two bottles, bring it yourself. You know, because there is nothing there. There's not a faucet there. There's, <laughs> you know, the generators and are, are there to keep our, our computers running. Um, you know, they, the, the army said, what would it take to have nationals there? Because the course itself is a cool course. I mean, it's, I think it's better than the nationals course. And I said, electricity, (laughs) 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 electricity and plumbing at the race site. You just can't run it. uh, We'll try to put up the arch again this year. It depends on the wind. So they have an arch to race around. Um, but it is what it is. We're really excited. It'll be our, our 14th year at Fort Hood. And like I said, it's got to be the 18th or 19th year for uh, Lord and I running the state road race. You know, we started this road race at the fort with two pop-up tents on the side of the road. And now we have a 40 by 60 circus tent two generators running computers, uh, nine porta potties and nine, one for the officials, seven for the racers and one up at the, uh, up at the, for the high schoolers. Uh, and then if WADA shows up, which they've done many, many years, uh, we have to give them a porta potty and a tent. So it's, uh, you know, even that was a race. That's a, pro race experiences and people getting tested. <laughs> One of the women who got tested said, I had to pee. I had to pee. That was so cool. I had to pee. And uh, she was really excited. But the, uh, you know, it's cool. We still give out good trophies. Trophies worth wi- worth worth winning from Regeared. They're part of our sponsor group. We've known them for years. Uh, so it's, it's, you know, what is it? The old Lark commercial or uh, the, uh, the, the American Motors Lark were all the same, but new and improved. Oh yeah. <laughs> we try to do that too. You know, it's the same race. We just try to, you know, tweak it every year to try to do it better. And if we get, and if we get the, the attendance, and this is going to be a, uh, if we get the attendance, we'll do all the things that people like. If we don't get the attendance or we can't find the officials or we can't get the backup and the people follow cars, you know, we'll have to combine some packs. But, um, you know, we're going to do our best to give them the premium experience that we've always done. We've always put on a race where most people come up afterward and say, this was cool. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, as always, active duty race free. And we've already got people interested from uh, military teams uh, that, that come and talk. And we have the Fort Hood people that come. Uh, last year, last couple of years, we've given between 50 and 65 
you know, free, and they race all the categories. We have a military open race uh, where there's a couple of ringers, people that actually race their cat twos, race that race. But the, uh, you know, we, we, we do okay with that. Um, and we've produced, uh, you know, we've produced enough gifts to military charities that it's significant too. You know, that comes down to how the finances work out. So it's up to the people. This is truly an event where people vote with their feet or vote with their wallet. You know, if they come, they come and the race continues. If we don't get enough people to make it worthwhile, we're not going to lose money. And that's the that's cruel that's the cruel reality of race promotion. You know, uh, Willis and I are both people. He can't afford to lose money because it's not like we got this big corporate corporate you know bucket of money. We we race this out of our pockets, and we get good help, and we need the help. Uh, you know from Mike Martin, other the, our sponsor list is just amazing. Peter Erdos from Oklahoma is a major sponsor, and um, he's the dark lord from the fabled Texper Forum. <laughs> and I probably shouldn't have told that, but anyway, he is dark lord. It was funny in the old days; he would argue with himself because it, it was not a you didn't have to register on the forum; you could put your own tagline, right? And he would be arguing with himself just to stir it up a little bit. It's fun. It's fun. Uh, I miss the text perform. I really do. But again, nowadays, the software is there. It's not that hard, but you have to police it so much that the liability gets weird. Uh, but, you know, if, if the people come, it's going to be a great race. If they don't come, it'll be the last race. We're not going to lose money. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, that's just the reality of it. And on, sun, on Sundays, do you still have, there used to be an open lap that was just like a fun lap that people could do if it, that you it's could Saturday. register for? Was that Saturday? Saturday. Saturday, yeah. <clears throat> if, it's, if, it's called the open. And we give out mm -hmm. trophies. And it's definitely for the non-racer set. Mm -hmm. And we've had people that just want to ride the course. And we had people that raced the course. And at the end, they were surprised they got a trophy. So we recognized them five deep. Yeah. But yes, we have the open category on Saturday. Um, Sunday, we have the age grades that, frankly, if you, all you want to do is race, ride the course, you can sign up for one of the age grades. And we have the non-aged racers that are not, not a championship. If you're not going to be competitive, all you need is a start time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if you do it in the morning we have a hard stop at one o'clock and which is why we start everything at two because we got to leave the people that are working on the range time to commute in and out and that's our biggest problem we could you know we could be done by two o'clock in the afternoon if we could didn't have that mandatory lunch break mm -hmm. which would make all of our lives a lot better <laughs> Um, but it is what it is. But yes, the, you don't have to be a racer to, to enjoy the course. And so for, for the open and then for the age base, do you, do you have to have, um, 
could you do that on a one day license or yes. or, do you or do you have to or can you do no. that with no, no license? No, no, you the one day licenses again. Okay. One day licenses will work for everybody. Um, okay. you know, since we set our own standards, mm -hmm. there's nobody telling me that you have to have an annual license. It's in the flyer that you do, but okay, it is what it is. Um to be state championship, obviously you should have an annual license. Yeah. Should. But to race, anybody can race it on one day. Okay. Okay. And the way the wording is for your license nowadays is that you get a one day license at your category, supposedly yeah. one time a year. Well, but the, the uh, interesting they, they, thing they did with the license this year is when I bought mine earlier this year, it's like they, it's now. Um, day to day uh, it's yeah day to day it's like whenever i registered it expires yeah you know, that the, the day before the next year so i forget yeah so, so i was like oh it doesn't expire on december 31st any longer so at least that you know gives me a little more time to uh to get a few races in in the spring you know but yeah and so. they tried to do that because the cx has grown so much mm -hmm. that they always had problems because you had to renew mm -hmm. in the middle of the cx season um, yeah. but you know, one day licenses will be for sale. Um, uh, and that shouldn't keep anybody away. The one day license is actually just an extra 10 or 15 bucks mm -hmm. that the USAC gets so that we cover them with our insurance. Yeah. Okay. And when, and when, when do you expect, um, registration to be up? And I know you said you were going to be finalizing some things with USA Cycling this week. I got to finalize part of what today's to-dos are, are the, to finish up with them and get bike reg online. That shouldn't take us long. It'll be the next couple of days. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So by and the time the, this is published, it'll, it'll be, it yeah, be it's going to be gone. Yeah. It should be up and running. Uh, and again, it's time-faced for the pricing. Uh, starts out at $70 and works its way up. Um, and last year, like every year, the three days before the race, everybody's going crazy, um, <laughs> yeah. which, you know, everybody, everybody's a promoter learns just live with this. Nobody's coming. Nobody's coming. Nobody's coming. And then you get a hundred people in one day registered. <laughs> and uh, people don't realize I got to order the porta potties now mm -hmm. and you pay for the tenting beforehand. Um Nowadays, most of, the, most of the race supplies you have to get, you pay before the event. You can't say, look, I got to wait because they've learned that doesn't work well. Um, you know, it just doesn't. And, you know, I can cancel two or three pro porta potties if we don't have the people, but I still pay, have paid for them. So nobody cancels them. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't cancel the tent. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it just works. But hopefully we're we're praying for a dry, cool, overcast, slightly overcast <laughs> day. Um, well, according to the according to the long range weather forecast for Texas, Oklahoma, the September eighteenth through the twenty fourth, sunny and hot. September twenty fifth through the thirtieth, showers cool. The temperature in September is expected to be around 80 degrees, four degrees above average. So, so it could go either way. It sounds either like way. for the 25th, 24th and 25th of your race. So. Well, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, we've been blessed where it's rained for three or four days and it stops raining in the morning of the race. So the parking lot is yeah. mud, but the roads, once we got the scrapers across, the, the roads are clean. 
Yeah. Uh, it was the year that the, the tank platoon decided to do wheelies in my parking <laughs> lot. We got them leveled. They had the big, you know, the road level graders, you know, with a little blade on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And they made that parking lot pristine. It was gorgeous. And I, A1A, a tank platoon was coming back from training. And they saw this pristine parking lot. And I can just imagine, because I've been a tank platoon leader, going, whoa. <laughs> and so these, you know, 120 ton tanks are doing wheelie, are uh, doing uh, donuts. spins, donuts in the, in the parking lot. So we get there the next morning, and there's just rocks this deep you know, where we could lose people. Um, it, you know, you live with it. You fret. You know, I'm there before dawn. I'm usually we're there at 5, 5 o'clock. And when dawn comes, it's a relief because then the officials are running the race. Um, but, you know, you walk the parking lot. We have a, we have a USAC mechanic which a lot of races don't do anymore, but we have a mechanic there and he has repaired. He has, he has overhauled bottom brackets before somebody's race. You know, it's just, he's good. He's real good. We bring in, him in from New Mexico, um, but he's a standard, uh, you know, we'll have all sorts of things. It's, you know, just the same, only better you know, is what we can do. But, you know, the weather always determines and people don't go because of the weather because nobody wants to race in the rain. And uh, I understand that because I used to not race in the rain. But that's when you hope for the perfect racer. Who's the perfect racer? The guy who pre-registers and doesn't show. <laughs> the money he didn't. But the uh, you know, rain definitely kills it. And if it's, a, if it's a rain weekend, you know, you can buy rain insurance from USAC. But that doesn't help because it's not we don't DQ races in Texas because of the rain. At least we've never done this one. We've had pouring rain and had the race because it's a paved road. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's not like you have a mud section except for the parking lot. And we've poured hundreds of pounds of kitty litter in that place to keep it sort of dry under the tent. Uh, so, you know, the idea of the USAC rain thing is crazy because no one's going to cancel that race. And we'd have to have lightning on site or within a reasonable distance. And we've never done that. But the problem is, is that if you have the forecast for rain, you don't get the gate because mm-hmm. nobody likes to race in the rain. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, but, no, I, I've been out there in the rain. It was, it was epic when it, when, it, when it rained on me. I've also been out there in the heat off the back and, and been praying for rain as i'm riding because it, was <laughs> yeah. a, it, it would it sure would be nice to get that shower to to cool things cool off, off you know yeah and then, yeah. then the shower happens and then you have the steam afterwards and you're like what <laughs> well so, there's that wet chamois feeling that just you know yeah you so, used to be you always worried about your ball bear your you know headset and your your uh your bottom bracket but now it's all sealed so the only person that's really getting hurt is you and yeah. the grit on your face and everything <laughs> the um but no it's it's you know we're calling this year uh saint crispin's epic and if you remember the henry the eighth speech band of brothers it was on saint crispin's day and those who are not there will forever live in shame because they were not there on saint crispin's day and it's Henry the Eighth and Agincourt out of Shakespeare, not Eighth. I'm sorry, no, 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 no. But the it's not the Eighth. Um, but it comes from the speech on Saint Crispin's Day that always used to go up 
the um, the Shakespearean speech would always go up on the textbook channel on the forum for uh, mm-hmm. the March Copper's Cove race. Mm-hmm. Oh no, February, excuse me, January, third week in January, got the, the Henry, Henry speech about the band of brothers that once more into the fray. And so uh, we're calling the St. Crispin's Day because it's, last year was pan-epic and I had to figure out what, what, what could be better than pan-epic than St. <laughs> Crispin's Day. Yeah. But the, uh, the Shakespearean stuff, somebody, somebody wrote that, put it up on, on the forum, and it's always been uh, used for the March race. We used, or the, excuse me, the third week in February race uh, we did. But, you know, it is what it is. We'll make it work, and we're just hoping the people will come. Yeah. You know, the racing is fun. It's, it's not with a road race, the Peloton will help those who are weaker enjoy the race and those who are stronger get the, the 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 chance of you know making a break and making it stick uh there's enough topography that it's not a climber's race and it's not a it's not a power race it's a little bit of everything and for those people who aren't doing a lot of road racing it's still you know it's going to be a lot of fun yeah yeah, yeah you feel it you feel good if you if you place well of course that feels good always but finishing that course too is a is a damn good feeling, um, yeah. As well, and uh, it's an epic course. Yeah, it, it's 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 a beautiful course. You know, you, how many times can you say you, you've you've raced or or even ridden uh, on a on an active military base? Um, yeah. So I mean, I we're you know, who knows? I, I've always we may enjoyed have it. Live fire over the race, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. I've uh, I've heard the artillery. Uh, out there, you know, I've, I've uh, had to navigate a, a, a cow or, or two, you know, because there's livestock loose on on the on the oh, base. And those cattle are um, not scared of anybody. Yeah, I, I've saluted uh, military that that were on the side of the side of the road, you know, that uh, they were either in a training exercise nearby, and you know, um, so seeing the Iraqi village that that was there. Well, it's no uh, longer an Iraqi and, and, village. Yeah, it's it may painted, be something it's now. painted dark. <laughs> no, two years ago, two, two, three years ago, they started painting them instead of sandy color. Now they're dark gray, like you might find in, oh, Eastern Europe. Ah. ah. <laughs> so, so. No, you have downtown Baghdad. <laughs> they're still there because you can't <laughs> get rid of the minaret. Yeah. But the other, the Iraqi village is no longer an Iraqi village. It's, uh, yeah. it's different. It's different training. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so, I mean, but it's, 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 you know, it's always, it's always been, uh, been a different experience every time. Um, so it's, it's, it's always been enjoyed and and I'm hopeful I've got a tight weekend or tight week and weekend that, that year, but, but, or this year, but, uh, that Saturday right now looks to be open for me. So I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, it's, it's been a good, uh, I don't know. I don't See when how old my how old is my daughter now seven so it's probably been about seven years <laughs> so, <laughs> so so uh, so I'm hoping that I'll be able to get up there this year to 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 break. Well, we that, lose uh, people in this sport. To, we lose people in the sport <laughs> through families and yards and jobs. Yeah, you know those are the three things that get in the way. You know the honeydews just pile up and you can't mm-hmm. spend racing and you know it's really not the racing time as much as it is. The uh, 
the um, the training time to be competitive. And you know, you don't like to be thrown off the back. You just don't. It's not fun. Yeah. I always thought it was kind of cool though, because then you got a chance to daydream and mm-hmm. look at the scenery and it, still work. If you're going to go off the back, you could do like I did one year in Chapel Hill. Go off the front first. Yes. Know? And oh, go no. go off the front. Get get the moto to chase you. You know, to when you when you have the moto break away to follow you. That's a really good feeling because you're oh, you know, even if you're solo. And then, and then yeah, and you and know the officials writing down your number. You know. <laughs> yeah. And then you blow up and the Peloton catches you and yes, and you, and you disappear off the back. Well, <laughs> you know, it's important. In fact, there was an article, I don't know if I wrote it or somebody else wrote it, but you know, the way you keep your pride up is that if people know you were in the race, if you went off the front in the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, you get at the front and you do some stuff and people know Andy's on the race. And one of the proudest moments I've ever had in my life is when I went up the road, I was reading that in one of my stories I went up the road and somebody chased me down. That is so cool because I'm not a threat. I've never been a threat. Yeah. The, <laughs> the only threat I have is what, what I can hang on till the end. But the, uh, yeah, it's cool. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, I've got to uh, go. I think it's, yeah, yeah, I, it's yeah I've close. got my days uh, about to start for the, uh, for the virtual office here today. <laughs> yeah. My and too, then, uh, I, uh, I got yeah. started at 8.30, do that stuff. But uh, it's but, been uh, great as always, Andy. Well, yeah. you know, always look forward well, to talking If you to need you. some more stories or need somebody to burn up more air, just call me up. We can do this again. You yeah, know, we definitely. can tell stories about some of the great races. Some of the times that, uh, you know, you bring up the Houston races, Houston Grand, and the day before Houston Grand was... Um, Where they used to have Col- uh, Cold Spring. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. 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 I, was, I was sad when that disappeared. Uh, so the ago, uh, but, yeah, the, I ran a state road race down there in Houston, the lollipop down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been a bunch of races we can talk about. I'll have to look up in my architecture schedule so I remember the names. When you do so many, it's hard. You know, Lauren and I were sitting there, how many little towns have we been in, you know, and, and around Texas? And it's it's crazy, yeah, it's crazy. Well, yeah. thank you very much. It's been cool. Sure. Yeah, no I've problem. I've enjoyed myself a great deal. Yeah, I don't thanks, know if you can Andy. tell that I've been smiling the whole time. <laughs> you know? I, and, I uh, have. I have. It, it's it's been good to see you, Andy. So, and hope, hopefully, I'll you. see you in person this year too. So, I hope so. Come. It's been a while. Yeah, come definitely. We'll catch you later. Okay. Take care. Have a great one, Andy. Yep. Bye bye. Bye bye. Again, that was Andy Hollinger. The Fort Hood Challenge is September 24th and 25th. More info is on the racingpost.us. Check it out and get your own story to tell. And if you need more, here are some more events that could give you a new bike adventure story. For the gravel cruise, the Camino Gravel Challenge is also on September 24th and 25th, but over in Palestine, Texas. Ride one or both days. Choose your adventure at thecamino205.com. For the crit racers, the Texas State Crit Championships are now October 8th and 9th. Still in Corsicana, sign up at bikereg.com. Then, on November 12th, there's the Rockin' Road 100 in Fayetteville, Texas. Neil Bremner and Minette Murtag will be on the next episode 
to tell us more about this event. All right, before I go, I'm looking for feats of glory from you all to share. If yours is shared on a future episode, you just may get a free cycling cap with the Drop Bar Texas logo on it. Also, if you want to share your own Why I Ride story, upload an audio clip. The form for both of these will be linked in the show notes. And with that, another episode is a wrap. Be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast. You can also follow Drop Bar Texas on Facebook and Instagram. If you have a ride to promote, feet of glory to share, or a question, email dropbartx at gmail.com. And finally, until next time, have fun, enjoy the sun, or just rule five it. Thank you.